Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Stay tuned now for Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison and their guest, Dr. Steve Washburn. Thank you, John. We are in studio today, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is Evelyn Davison. And I'm Van Davison. And who is Van Davison? (laughs) Your lovely husband. Right. Well, it's good to have you with us today. The girls are taking a little break, and uh, we want to thank you for joining us for Love Talk here on today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge broadcasting out of Austin, Texas, and we are worldwide on the web, and uh, you can do that at uh, www.lovetalknetwork.com. Van, we're going to be talking today about um, the changes that are coming across our nation and the sunlight, which is the S-O-N light that uh, the Lord is giving us as we uh, begin to look deeply into God's Word for some promises and principles and a plan for our nation and our families. And that plan is to be salty. <laughs> to be salty. Okay. And we're going to do that with a very special friend today. Will you introduce him? I sure will. Uh, I'm proud always to introduce my pastor and my preacher, uh, Dr. Steve Washburn. Uh, I told Steve not long ago we'd had pastors and we'd had preachers over the years, but we'd never had a combination until we got him. <laughs> we're thrilled, and, aren't we? And we're thrilled to death. We really are. Uh, Steve has been at uh, First Baptist Church Pflugerville for 26 years. 
And that's kind of a record for a Baptist church. But uh, also, he has a beautiful wife, Linda, and two grown sons and four precious grandchildren. And uh, he is the uh, co-author of uh, your book, uh, Praying and Praising Across Texas, and uh, your new book coming out soon, Praying and Pray. Praising and praying across America. I can't get that out of my mouth. But anyway, we want to welcome you, Steve. We're glad yes, to have it, you with us. Yes, his own book called uh, Salt. Salt. You bet. <laughs> are you a salty dog? I am a salty dog, and I'm so glad to be here today. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to have you, Steve. We we just uh, really know that the Lord has a passion uh, for each of us to connect and um Especially in times like these, he has got a plan, and he keeps his plans, and uh, we know that uh, he alone opens the gates of heaven and blessing and redemption, and he wants to connect with us and connect with others, and that's why we're here today, is to talk about where we are in America and uh, talk about some of the exciting things that are going on in your life. Hmm. Well, there are exciting things going on in my life. So I'm looking forward to speaking to those. Well, let's talk about First Baptist Church and, and connections. You know, without connections, uh, we just stand alone. And sometimes that gets to be a lonely, lonely place to be. Yes, it does. And and connections, I believe, and the rest of our congregation believe, is uh, one of the foundation uh, one one of the foundational principles of being a church is connections with each other, obviously. Uh, Jesus calls us to be unified. He spoke to his disciples the night before he was crucified about, uh, we call it the third commandment. We're to love each other even as he loves us. But we're to be connected to the communities in which we find ourselves too. Uh, we're probably as congregations not doing all we should do in either of those areas. But at First Baptist Pflugerville, we're kind of having a revival of connecting with our community. And uh, we're really enjoying that, and the whole congregation's involved. How did you, how did Lord give you a passion for doing that? What was going on in your life at that time? Well, I had just gone through heart surgery. I'd had a valve replaced in my heart, and uh, very successful surgery, and very little downtime, but they wouldn't let me drive for a month. <laughs> I've been there. And, uh, been there so, and done that. <laughs> so my, uh, my wife, Linda, uh, to relieve my cabin fever, <laughs> would take me out uh, for a drive every evening, and we would just drive around Pflugerville, which uh, the population of Pflugerville has just exploded. Uh, there are uh, there are thousands of rooftops under construction all the time. So as we were driving one night, we passed an entrance to one of those subdivisions, and I told Linda, let's go in here and look. I don't think I've been in this subdivision. So I was expecting to go in there and find a uh, hundred homes or a couple hundred homes, I guess. But it just went on and on and on and on. It was, there was a there was a, a city back in there. Uh, and as we drove around, Linda asked the piercing question. She said, "Where do these people go to church?" Mm-hmm. And I got tears in my eyes. And I still get tears in my eyes because uh, I know all the other pastors in Flugerville. And I told her, I said, "I don't think they're going to church anywhere." I know the other pastors, and I don't think all these people are coming to their churches. And I really was convicted. I think the Lord was saying to me, uh, Steve, shame on you. You've been a pastor here in Pflugerville for 26 years, and you don't even reach the people in this community. 
So that was the beginning. Uh, that was the genesis of of uh, a program we have now. I hesitate to call it a program. It's become part of our DNA, whereby we are reaching out to our community with no motive other than just ministering to them. How are, how is that set up? How are you, you know, do you, how do you begin something like that? You pray and then well, the Lord gives you a plan? The Lord brought me, as I was, uh, as I was convicted uh, over this, the Lord brought me to uh, Matthew chapter 9, um, where he's in the middle of his Galilean ministry. Galilee is an area uh, whereby there are, there are many little villages what we might think of uh, perhaps as a county, or in our in our case, Pflugerville covers so much land, we're considering that uh, similar to Pflugerville. But at the end of the ninth chapter, uh, he we find out that he's ministering in these areas. People are following every, everywhere he goes. He's looking at these crowds, and he's he's moved with compassion. Uh, we read this in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Another translation says they were weary and worn out. So he's looking at these crowds, and he's, all he's been doing is out and ministering to these people, just helping them, just loving on them. And he becomes moved as he looks into the crowd because he sees these people that are just beaten up by life. And in verse 37, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The emphasis there, Evelyn and Van, is not primarily upon evangelism. The emphasis there is primarily upon his heartbrokenness as he looks at these hurting, hurting people uh, out there in the crowds. And, and he's asking his disciples to pray that, that workers come forward. Well, we're the workers. Mm-hmm. So he was asking his disciples to pray for us. And the next thing we do there is we see Jesus naming his disciples and then giving them assignments to go out into these villages two by two to do the same thing, mm-hmm. to heal the sick, um, to, to minister to them, to love on them mm-hmm. with no motive other than just loving them and helping them. So uh, that's what we've done. That's what we've done. We have developed now a method whereby the uh, people in our church can commit themselves to no more than just one hour a month. And in one hour a month, we're going out two by two into the subdivisions. There are 69 subdivisions in Pluverville. 69. 69 subdivisions. And we're equated, we're calling those villages now. Okay. And we take one village a month. And on the first Sunday of the month, we have those who have volunteered to go out into that village and just prayer walk. Prayer walk. And we give a lot of attention to breaking that up and giving assignments. And people go out two by two. And they just prayer walk their assigned street. And they may be able to do that in a half an hour. And then they're through for the, they're through for the month. So every house in that subdivision gets prayed over. Uh, the second week, we go out and we hang on every doorknob um, a flyer that we've specially designed. It's eight cards held together with a little ring. And every card describes a ministry in our church to single adults and to people who've lost a loved one, to those who've been divorced, to parents of children, to senior adults, so on and so forth. 
And each card is done professionally, and it, it addresses and speaks to the heartache of those people. And we just hang those on the doorknobs. And then the third Sunday, we send out teams. This is These are totally different teams. And they go out and knock on the doors and meet these people. And we were apprehensive at first about how we might be received. Mm-hmm. But we've been received so well. And we just go to the door and ask them, did you receive uh, those cards we hung on your door last week? And uh, many say we're not interested, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yes. Those are not. We're not there to. We're not there to harass people. We're looking in that village for those who are helpless and harassed, <sighs> weary and worn out. And we find those people, and they say, "Yes, we got those cards, and we have questions about this or that or the other." And we'll answer those questions. All the cards have numbers on them uh, for the ministry leaders, and then we pray with them. Mm-hmm. And we've been so blessed uh, in two ways. We've been able to help so many people with no no motive other than just helping them. We're not trying to get them to come mm-hmm. to church. We're not trying to get right. their money in our coffers. We're just out there loving on them. Uh, and it's been so moving, the people we've been able to help. The second great thing that's happened is all these different teams of people who go out and pray or hang cards on doors or knock on doors and meet people are so blessed. So blessed. They, what they've said to us is we're under conviction all the time because of your sermons, Pastor, or because of, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Bible studies, to serve, but we don't know what to do. Yeah. This has given them a method of serving and being significant. After that last, that third Sunday, as we go out and meet with people, we have a celebration time back at the church. And we just have soft drinks and, uh, and uh, snacks, and people come back and just tell about their experiences while they were prayer walking, while they were hanging uh, flyers on doors or while they were meeting people. And it's just a time of celebrating. And I've said to them, uh, our, mo- our our reason for going out is to go out. That's our re- we get have up, no- get out, and go Get up them. and go meet them. That's our only reason for going out. And God is honoring that in, in such a, uh, a miraculous way. We're going to talk when we come back after we take our break about something that's going to be going on uh, at First Baptist Church in Pflugerville, Texas uh, with the end of this month for children right after this stay with us for love talk tim smith landscaping wow these guys know what they're doing tim smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee high to a yucca and they can come to your house and turn a yucky looking yard into a show place take a drab boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business there's simply no better choice for landscaping than tim smith 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com And now let's get back to Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison. Their guest today is Dr. Steve Washburn. Thank you, John. We are in studio today here at Love Talk uh, broadcasting out of te- 1120 The Bridge in Austin, Texas with our pastor, Dr. Steve Washburn. And then we were talking about how it is that in a small town, German community, basically Czech, has exploded just north of Austin. And some of the activities and the ministries that are going on in that area. And I know, uh, you know, as we're approaching a couple of really exciting things, one is Operation Christmas Child, uh, which First Baptist is the uh, north uh, coordinator for the Austin area and that is a real excitement, a real exciting thing for for children, Steve. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Um, we've been we've been doing this 
for a long time. I don't know for the first church. It's not important, but we're one of the early churches uh, who got involved in Operation Christmas Child. And that's another one of the ministries that just blesses everybody. Mm-hmm. It just blesses everybody. Uh, we, th- for those who are not uh, familiar with what's going on, it's an interdenominational ministry headed up by Franklin Graham and Samaritan's Purse, uh, whereby uh, we pack a shoebox full of little toys. Uh, little, as far as we're concerned, pretty much insignificant little toys, mm-hmm. toothbrushes, some functional items, uh, as many things as we can get into a shoebox. Uh, we put a, a little bit of a, of a check in there to kind of cover some of the costs. I think it's $10 to kind of cover those costs. And then that box is sealed. Uh, there are some brochures put in there telling these little children about Jesus. Uh, and then that box is carried by the Samaritan's Purse Ministry over to some uh, underdeveloped uh, country where kids just have nothing. They just have nothing. They've received, don't even have the necessities of life, let alone toys. And so they get this Christmas box, and it just thrills them to no end to get little tiny little toys in there. It just lights up their life. Uh, and uh, and they bring back videos of of those children getting their their toys, and we watch them in church, and 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 there's not a dry eye in the house as we watch those little children just light up getting those toys. And what they're what they're left with when they receive those toys is somebody out there loves me enough to give me this package of toys. And of course, we tell them it's Jesus. Jesus. You know, Steve, uh, a couple of years ago, we had a, a little girl visited our church and, and gave her testimony, and she had been yes. one of these children that had received these boxes. Yes. And um, uh, the the story that she, she told just broke me up. And from ever since then, in my boxes, I always put a toothbrush. She <laughs> said that uh, she was sharing when she got that box that had the toothbrush, she had been sharing a toothbrush with three other children. Yes. That was heartbreaking to me. That and is so heartbreaking. If I don't put anything else in that shoebox, it's going to have a toothbrush and some toothpaste. Sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted us to mention that because uh, then I serve as the area prayer coordinator for Operation Christmas Child and Franklin uh, uh, Graham's uh, ministries and um it, it is exciting to know that a church, uh, small or big, can be a, really participate in this. And that gets you outside your neighborhood. It is important that we connect in our neighborhood, but we've got to connect in our Absolutely. And Absolutely. it is exciting. Uh, the other thing that's going to go on pretty quickly is the Harvest Festival. That, yes. Uh, that's going to be on Sunday afternoon? Sunday afternoon. Uh, Halloween falls on Monday, I believe, this year. But on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, we're going to have Harvest Festival, which is just a great, big, fun party Right at uh, at First Baptist Church. And uh, they have, you know, the, the jump, what are those called? Yeah. Those, those, <laughs> those big jumbo. Heartbreakers. Yeah. And, uh, and kids are just, you know, we've got several of them, and they're just having a ball in those, uh, in those jump balloons. And then... Uh, all the all the grow groups, adult grow groups in our church, accept uh, the assignment of putting together some sort of a booth, a fun booth where candy is given out to uh-huh. the kids. And it's for all ages. It, it's for little tiny tykes all the way up uh, through middle school. And uh, it's kind of uh, those those booths are geared for whatever age they are. Our parking lot is covered with kids from the community. And, again, 
uh, we're not doing anything other than just providing a good time mm-hmm. for all those children who just love it. Parents love it. We have snow cones and hot dogs and just everything you can imagine. So the First Baptist parking lot and even into our multi-purpose building yes. uh, is just covered with a big, big party for kiddos. Well, uh, one of the reasons I want to mention that is because so often, you know, we get this picture of a church. It's just there on the corner of a street and nothing mm-hmm. goes on. And, mm-hmm. and that's not true. Uh, no. No. We are in serious trouble in America today, and uh, even with Halloween, you know, it is, it, it's just taken on a life of almost evil. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Jesus said to us, one of the things you must do is pray. Mm-hmm. And he gave us a, a really a, an example, and he said, hallowed be the name. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. And hallow means to lift up honor, praise, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a, there are a lot of things that the world has stolen, mm-hmm. and Halloween is one of those things. Mm-hmm. But what we want to talk about today, uh, Steve, is a bigger scope, a scope that's going on in our nation today. And it is important for us to, during this particular time, as we begin to pray for the seeking the type of leaders that we need in this nation, that we can follow and we can work with, that we do pray and that we seek Seek the Lord's um, instruction for doing that, and we we really are in trouble today. How would you describe where we are in America right now? Well, um, we're far we're very far away from what our founding fathers intended. Uh, it's it's always um, interesting to me how you know the. The blessing in our nation is the result of a formula that our founding fathers put together that was unlike any other formula uh, in any other nation in history. And it was a very successful formula. So, um, you know, what's happened is that that formula, I guess, people in our nation think they can improve on it. So they've changed it so that our nation is uh, is nothing like what our founding fathers intended it to be, and God has removed his blessing. God has removed his blessing. There, you know, there are many who think that our nation was founded on, uh, on kind of like a three-legged stool, uh, that it was founded on rule of, rule of law, free market system, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. And each of those is being under attack now. Absolutely. Uh, Christianity has been almost totally removed. And as we all know, as you remove the legs of a stool, it falls over. It just, it has to. And that's where we are as a nation. That, uh, of course, our interest is primarily as Christianity is being removed, that uh, our nation cannot sustain. It, 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 is, it was never intended to be a nation to stand without Christianity. You know, the thing that, um, that just breaks our heart is uh, it has become so impregnated in every institution in this nation. Uh, you know, we have to admit there are churches that uh, just have no uh, conviction whatsoever about the truth of life and mm-hmm. some of those things. Mm-hmm. And that is so different from what um, what our founding fathers uh, birthed in this nation. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is so critical is that we connect with people. Mm-hmm. We have got to connect. This is the most uh, connected generation in the world, mm-hmm. you know, in an instant. 
we can hear something from around the world. Sure, yeah, because of the internet, especially, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, communications in that regard has just uh, has accelerated uh, at an exponential rate. And and we as we as followers of the Lord just haven't kept up with that. I I, I don't know why or how. I, I suppose it's because of a lack of. Uh, of courage or lack of conviction, I'm not sure which. Perhaps a combination of 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 both. But we've kind of disengaged from culture. We've removed ourselves from culture. We've we've sequestered ourselves within the walls of our uh, churches, and uh, we have uh, sung our songs and read scripture and studied the Bible on Sunday. But then Monday, uh, it's, it's as though we've gone to another planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we laugh, we behave as though Christianity has nothing to do with life. Christianity has to do with everything. Yes. Jesus has to do with everything, every facet of life, every walk of life. Jesus is and intended to be very involved in politics. We don't we don't leave our Christianity behind us when we go into the voters booth. We don't leave Christianity behind us. Uh, when we get involved in the uh, politics of culture, it's supposed to be who we are. It, it, it permeates everything we do. But since we've left it in the pews and behind uh, the stained glass windows as we go out into the culture, consequently, it's been disconnected. We're no, longer, we're no longer connected to the world, and it's hurting. It's hurting us. Well, it is a tragedy. And a disaster for our children that are mm-hmm. coming up. And for us, you know, I'm 85 years old, and, and I, I remember the horror that we went through with World War II. My dad was drafted into the Navy, and we had a radio station. We we had to move where my grandparents were. and But it was that thing in my life uh, where I've lived in a field of fear and tears mm-hmm. uh, that uh, a teacher, a creative English teacher, writing teacher took an interest in me and she said, Evelyn, you've got some disabilities, but they don't have to have you. Mm -hmm. And so when I came to know the Lord, I began to pray. And the longest prayer I've ever prayed was for a long time was, uh, Lord, save my dad. Save my dad. Mm -hmm. And he, he, uh, oh gosh, when our, when our oldest son was 15 years old, he came to know the Lord. Uh, when, when we look at our lives and we look where we've been and where we have yet to be, uh, we have got to get active. We've got to report for duty. Mm-hmm, we do. And there's something that we've got to know, and that is where we are and why we're here and what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And you have a new book out called Salt. 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 Yes. We've got to be salty dogs. We've got, we've got to understand what our purpose for being born this particular time in all the chaos that we have in our nation and in the world, yes. Yes. what it is that we are to be and why we are to be what we are. We need to take our break, hear from some of our good sponsors. And when we come back, I want us to talk about how God's calling us to report for duty. Okay. Right after this. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. 
but we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. All right, break is over, and it's time to get back to the program Love Talk right now with Evelyn and Van Davison and their guest today, Dr. Steve Washburn. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio with two of my favorite people. One of them is Mr. Van Davison. Yeah, you just brought me along to make sure that you could find your car when you came out of here. <laughs> Van, <laughs> we are in a building here in Austin, Texas, uh, at the bridge, where there are two exits. Uh, when you get off the elevator, you can go left or you can go right, and... Um, uh, last week, I turned the wrong way, and I thought my car had been stolen. <laughs> I prayed all the way down here that, Lord, I can't buy a car right now. <laughs> sure enough, when I turned in the parking lot, that's the first thing I saw was her car. I was on the wrong side of the building. You know, that's kind of where we are right now in this nation. Uh, Steve, Dr. Steve Washburn is in the studio with us today, and he is our pastor, author of a new book called Salt. We, that's kind of where we are right now. We just don't know where we are and where we're supposed to be. Uh, we're kind of lost in this nation. We are. We are. <clears throat> the, re, the, the base uh, teaching of the book Salt is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, his very first, <clears throat> very first sermon as he started his ministry. And uh, it takes up Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. But the very first thing Jesus addresses, and he's speaking primarily to his disciples, a crowd is listening, but he's speaking to his disciples, is he shares with them his uh, Beatitudes. He's speaking to his his twelve, and uh, you're familiar with those, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, uh, pure in heart, peacemakers. Uh, So he's, he's sharing with them these foundational uh, uh, characteristics that are important for every one of his followers. But then in verse 10, he, uh, 10, 11, and 12, he, he addresses something that's a little bit confusing. In each of those verses, he speaks to them about being persecuted. And you have to know that their question at that point was, why? Why would we be persecuted 
for these wonderful characteristics. Well, it's those verses 10, 11, and 12 we need to see as kind of transitional verses into what he's about to say in verse 13. Because in verse 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not going to be persecuted for being poor in spirit and being merciful, uh, mourning, so on and so forth. But we are going to be persecuted for being salty. What is salty? Salty is being like Christ. Yes. It's being like Christ, not just behind the stained glass windows. It doesn't it doesn't just mean being evangelist, although it includes that. It's just being a follower of Christ and being outspoken about being a follower of Christ. In the book Salt, I begin by explaining uh, three concepts that we've pretty much lost. First concept is the holiness of God. God is holy. Uh, it's, it's, it's the title that's most often used in the Bible to describe God. God is absolutely holy, unchangeably holy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second concept is the sinfulness of man. We are sinful. I don't think I mentioned Satan one time in the book. We don't need Satan to be sinful. The book of James says we're dragged away by our own evil desires uh, and give in to those and become sinful. So the holiness of God and the absolute sinfulness of man are two doctrines that are just not focused on very often. And they, they totally separate God from man. And the third concept is the uh, doctrine of repentance. Mm-hmm. Repentance is the absolute necessity to express a desire, if nothing else, to turn away from all sinfulness in order to embrace and follow Christ Jesus. We live in a culture uh, where we, we have uh, diminished... Uh, the holiness of God. We don't seem as being very holy. We have diminished the sinfulness of man. We're embracing behaviors of men that are clearly sinful from Scripture and not, no longer calling them sin. And since God's not very holy and man's not very sinful, there's not much of a need for repentance. And that's kind of the nucleus of the situation we find ourselves in as a country. The abuse of those three concepts uh, has led us to allowing our culture to to descend from what our founding fathers intended for it to be. Um, it's, it's led to, uh, uh, you know, no longer respecting life from conception uh, to the grave, no longer respecting uh, marriage, biblical marriage. So salt is the idea that because of this decline in the morality of our nation, we as followers need to be salty. Mm-hmm. Jesus says in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made holy again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. And so in verse 14, he starts yeah. talking about light. So uh, salt is not uh, its not an either-or concept. It's not that we're going to be salty or light. It's both and. Mm-hmm. We're to be salt and light. You know, decay uh, has just invaded... All America. Yes, it has. We, we're losing our godly values day by day. Yes. It, it is a true battle going on. And the, the last, uh, I would say the last 10 years has been a great loss uh, for Christians in this nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back to the 60s when Marilyn Murray O'Hare was in town and and the first thing she did is she said, you don't need the Bible in schools. Mm-hmm. And the second thing she said is, uh, you know, you don't need uh, to uh, 
do the things that a family normally does, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about uh, serving God, and that is pray. Mm-hmm. So if you take out Bible teaching, you take out praying, that is a major hole in the heart of a nation. It is. And we're not asking for preferential treatment. We're just asking for equal treatment. Uh, this is a nation built on religious freedom. The pilgrims, um, you know, left England because they were being persecuted for their religious beliefs. They didn't. They didn't come directly here. They went to Holland first, and in yes. Holland they couldn't stand the immorality, so they had to leave Holland. But they came here for these two purposes: because they wanted religious freedom, and because they wanted their children to be free from perverse, mor- uh, immoral teachings. So that's all we're asking for. We're just asking for equal time uh, in religion. We don't we don't expect to be treated better than the others, but we expect equal treatment in in our schools, in our state, uh, in governmental proceedings. We want to be vocal about our religion. I guess in some ways we're kind of like uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel. Uh, let them pray to their gods. We don't care. Let yes. let them pray to their gods. Yes then we'll pray to our God and we'll win because our God is the real God. Mm-hmm. So we're not asking that other religions be hushed up or suppressed. Well, you know, Paul gave us a good example when he went to Rome and on Mars Hill. Uh, yes. You know, they were covering all their bases. Yes, yes, yes. And let them cover all their bases. That's uh-huh. okay. That's okay with us. That's, that's really where we started. Here in the United States, there were no other bases. It was Christianity right. and nothing else. Um, their understanding as they wrote... Uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, was that was that this is a nation built on Christianity. There just there were no other religions uh, here in the United States. But we're okay that that other religions have come into our nation. We just want equal treatment. We want whatever privileges they have. We want the same privileges, and our God will win. Yeah. Well, let's talk about decay uh, in in our culture uh, in general, Steve. What, how would you compare that to uh, the time that you were a child? You were a young man growing up. Well, there's almost, there's almost no comparison. Um, it's like we grew up on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Because when I woke up in the morning, I'd put on my tennis shoes and my sneakers and my T-shirt uh, and... As I got a little bit older, I'd grab my pellet gun or my rifle, and I would, <laughs> and I would disappear into the into the countryside. And my parents didn't even expect to see me until the sun went down, mm-hmm. uh, and they had no fear at all. That, a friend of mine said the parents didn't look for them until the streetlights came on. Yeah. I said we didn't even have didn't, any streetlights. Didn't even have streetlights. So you know, and and parents wouldn't even would not do that now for anything. No, one of my, one of the men in our church, young man in our church. About before he said he won't even let his children play in the front yard yeah. without one of them being out there. So that's that's a huge, huge deal. Uh, marriage was honored when we were uh, growing up. Um, you know, all of us all of us uh, grew up with a healthy understanding, having a mom and a dad the way God intended it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we for the most part we we uh, developed. Uh, psychologically balanced because we had both the influence of a mother and a dad in our homes. Uh, And that's not to say that uh, single moms and single dads can't be wonderful parents. They can. Mm -hmm. It's just that the way God intended it is to have 
influence of both mothers and dads in the homes. And so we uh, we just had it seems much uh, much more well rounded, balanced uh, development as as children. Well, we are talking today with Dr. Steve Washburn. He's pastor at First Baptist Church in Pflugerville, Texas, and he has written his new book, Salt, S-A-L-T, which is really um, a necessity for life right now, I think, Dr. Steve. We have got to come to the point that we recognize why we are here. And the scripture said, you are salt of the earth. Right. When we come back, I want us to talk about what it is that we right now in this time in history can do to be salt. Right after this, stay with us for Love Talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Let's get back to Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison and their guest, Dr. Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. Welcome back to Love Talk. We're broadcasting here in Austin, Texas, Texas Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. We are building bridges of understanding and love and attention and connection. And we in studio today, we have our pastor and my sweet husband, Van, uh, Dr. Steve Washburn. Dr. Steve, that was worth the trip down here just was, to hear that. It was, wasn't it? Oh, I'll give you a kiss. I might give you germs. I don't want to give him germs. He has to make my living, Dr. Steve. Uh, we've been talking about Dr. Steve's new book, Salt. And the scripture says that we are to be salt and light. And what we want to know uh, today is, is, in our closing, is, you know, what is it? We've talked about the decay in our nation. What is it about salt that God needs us to use in this station, in the nation right now during this particular time. You know, I think it's helpful to get a better understanding of, of the nature of salt. Uh, 
uh, we use it today to make our food taste better. That's kind of a late-breaking use of salt throughout the history of mankind. It was not used to sprinkle on food. It was used to preserve food uh, before refrigeration and, and uh, canning and all the other uh, methods of preservation that we have today. Salt was the only way to preserve food, especially uh, meat. So society, culture, uh, the world would have ceased to exist had it not been for salt and its food preservation characteristics. So when uh, when Jesus was was calling us salt of the earth, that's the way it was. Salt was salt was far too valuable, very precious to uh, to be used in that method. He was talking about the need for salt to preserve culture. Jesus loves culture. He went to the cross for culture. He died mm-hmm. for culture. So he wanted culture uh, to be preserved and not to decay. That's why he was calling us. You're the salt of the earth. I want you to preserve culture. In my book, I speak to, uh, to two things. I speak to individual salt and pastoral salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, as individual uh, followers of Christ, I think it's important that we that we recognize he expects us to take individual responsibility. We're not just a face in the crowd. We can't just blend in to the masses of people who do nothing and expect uh, God not to notice us. He does. Uh, there's much to be said about just stepping up to the plate Uh, and taking individual responsibility. In taking individual responsibility, uh, the kinds of things we should do is to get informed, stay informed, uh, and there are many, many ways we can do that uh, today. I kind of get into some of those in the book, but there needs to be a conviction that we should become informed about all that's going on in the world in every area. That includes includes politics, and certainly now that's a big part of it. Uh, Certainly, I think probably the largest thing we can do is, is seriously pray. Make it a part of our daily prayer time. Make it a part of our family prayer time. Make it a part of our church prayer time. Last night at a senior adult fellowship in our church, we took time to just be silent and individuals prayed for our nation in the, in the election coming up. And that needs to be a part of all that we do. I think we need to become outspoken. We're timid. Uh, we're tepid. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of offending somebody. We need, you know, uh, I've heard it said, you know, if you want to avoid arguments, stay away from talking about religion and politics. We need to be talking about both those. Right. We need to be outspoken about all those. We can do it in a loving way, in a gracious way, but we need not to be backing away from those conversations. Uh, there are people in our circles uh, of, of life, neighbors, family, friends, that we need to influence them. They, they look to us. They listen to us. We know who they are. We need to try to mold those people and move those people toward uh, biblical morality. And then now I'm very conscious of the reality that we need to vote. We need to vote. Only 60% of evangelicals go to the poll. That's sad. That is just awful. That is just awful. Cer- certainly, uh, a big part of being salt for the Lord in this culture is to vote. In the uh, New Testament era, they were under um, they were under the authority of a king. It was hard for them to have any political influence. We live in a Christ-based constitutional republic where we can have an influence over our national life by voting. Uh, So we certainly need to vote. And let me just say this. We need to vote Christ's morals. Absolutely. When we gave our lives to Christ Jesus, we agreed that he was going to be the Lord of our life. Lord means manager, boss, director. 
Uh, and he's not just our Lord when we're in church on Sunday. He's He's the Lord of our life every Amen. moment of all of our lives. And that includes the booth. So when we go to vote, we vote Christ's morals, not primarily economics or military issues or border security. Those are all important issues. But we primarily, when we go into the booth, we vote Christ's morals. He's the Lord of our life, not those other things. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to talking about um, the kinds of things we can do as salt, they're pretty common sense things. We're just not doing them. It's time for us to step up to the plate and be who the Lord wants us to be in this culture, and that is salt. Salt. You know, salt preserves. It purifies. Uh, and it does season. Uh-huh. And that's why we have to be the seasoning for this particular time in our nation mm-hmm. because there is so much confusion as people vote for some of the strangest reasons. Uh, I have a friend that uh, I have been mm, mentoring for probably 20 years, <coughs> and she is of Hispanic background. Mm-hmm. And when the last election came up, she mentioned the one she voted for, and I said, why did you vote for him? She said, well, uh, my mom was a Democrat, and she said, my mom died, and I voted for my mom. Oh. And I said, honey, <laughs> you know, that is the type of lack of knowledge that we have in this nation in regard to the va- godly values. Yes. And that's what we vote. We vote the platforms not personality, not skin color, not any of those things, but vote the godly values as outlined in God's Word. Yeah, we, we absolutely, we, we have other interests. You know, that's, it's not that we have no other interests. We absolutely have other interests and other convictions. I have them. Everyone has them. It's just that when we, when we give our lives to Christ, we surrender. We yield lordship over our own lives. We're no longer lord over our own lives. We're no longer lord over our own convictions. We have yielded that to Jesus. Jesus now is Lord over our convictions. Uh, he's certainly Lord over our, our vote. And we have to give up this uh, uh, this tribal mentality right. that I'm voting because I'm part of some other group and I owe allegiance to this other group, no matter what the other group might be. We can have allegiance to other groups after we yield allegiance to Jesus and his concerns. Well, he is the supreme authority for all things, Steve. And when we think, when we talk about salt, salt is a necessity. When the pilgrims came to America, I was told they brought three things. They brought soap, salt, and soda. <laughs> now, those three I wish things, I'd have known that when I wrote the book. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and soap was important because it cleansed on the outside. And salt, you know, preserves and and so soda makes things right, right? Yeah. you know. And when we think of where we are in this nation right now, we have no concept of what it was like for them when they came. They fought for the freedom that we have, and and the two things that we know from God's word is God is in charge. Yes, yes. He is salt. Yes, He is He is the power to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And if I were to write the book again, I think inst- instead of saying individual saltiness, uh-huh. I would have said individual salt. Yes. Because salt is not so much something we do. It's, it who, it's who we are. Yes. We are salt. And it does not change. He doesn't say uh, you are the saltiness of the earth. He says you are the salt, salt of the earth. That needs to permeate everything we are. 
Well, we have had a good time today talking about connections and how important it is that we get our heads and our hearts aligned with God's Word and with the things that we are responsible for in this nation. Uh, and we know that primarily our audience is Christian. Mm-hmm. We hear from people all over the world. Mm-hmm. But I, my heart is always burdened, see, for that person out there that does not know the reality of the power of salt in their life, the power of God's Word, the power of the love of the Lord Jesus. And so let's, him talk, let's talk about how it is that that person who's listening to us today can come to the point that he has the authority under God's Word to live in a way that will bring honor to the Lord Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not so much belonging to a group uh, as much as it is uh, allowing Jesus to do a work in our lives. In Romans 3.23, the Bible says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us, every one of us have, have yielded to our own sinful desires and have followed those. And following those sinful desires have separated us uh, from uh, God and his grace. Romans 6.23 uh, says the wages of sin, the, the results of sin, the payment of sin is death. That's spiritual separation from God. And that's an awful, awful truth. Mm-hmm. The last half of that verse is where our, our spirits begin to perk up because the last half of the verse says, but the gift of God yes. is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So we go from absolute hopelessness to there's light at the end of the tunnel. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Romans uh, 5.10 says God demonstrated this love mm-hmm. uh, for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So sin requires a death. Jesus gave that price. Jesus died that death. And then Romans 10.9 says, If we confess with our mouth, Jesus is our Lord, and believe in our heart God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. saved. And from that moment forward, all is right. Always right. He is right. Well, thank you, Dr. Steve, for being with us. Give us your phone number. I know people are going to get a copy of your book, Salt. Uh, 512-0, area code, 512-251-3052. Well, thank you again for being such a salty dog with us today. <laughs> My pleasure. And we'll uh, invite you to come back and join us again next week. And I pray that this week you'll learn better how to love talk and love walk with Jesus. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Hello, folks. This is Van Davison with Operation Christmas Child. Every year, people join me, 
the bridge at 1120, and Franklin Graham's team in sending shoeboxes filled with surprises and love to children around the world. Because soccer is a universal sport, I pack a deflated ball and a pump in my boy boxes, along with pencils, toothpaste, and a toothbrush. Join me and millions in this exciting ministry. Call 512 990 2600 for information. 